You're listening to Gaudy Positive, a podcast about living your most gaudy, weird, and wonderful life. Hosted by comedian Jenny Zagrino and stylist Cat Eves. Everyone clap. Great, we're going to do one, two, three, and then you're going to clap. Okay, ready? One, two, three. No, 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 stop. Just one. Oh. One clap. Oh, one single clap. Just make sound. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, that was so good. All oh right. Oh my god, you just again. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I thought this was like studio, live studio audience. Um, okay, we're all just gonna do one clap so I can sync it. Okay, so one, two, three. Okay, perfect. That was not in sync, so that's, that's fine. Good. We'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll still sync it. Yeah. Okay. Hi everyone. I'm Jenny Zagrino, and I'm a comedian. I'm Cat Eves, and I'm a stylist. And this, and this is body positive. <laughs> Why even be in sync? I mean, why do we even try? Why do we even try know. to get it in sync? We, we know that. it's not going to be in sync. We have a fancy intro now. We are above this. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Made by um, my very good friend um, Alexander Camp. What a name! Is that yeah. his real last name? Yeah, Alexander Camp. Instagram one. <gasps> um, He's a comedian that I met in Tokyo, and we've remained very good friends, and now he lives in Manchester, and he can do all your music needs. I love that. I can't imagine a better person to make an intro for Gaudy Positive than Campstagram. Campstagram, <laughs> yep. Love a pun. He's so the best. Good. So good. Well, um, we have two very special guests today. <gasps> yes. And one of them... Is a longtime friend, Brandon Rodinius. And Brandon is, I don't know why I'm talking in this. I'm doing that funny voice again. Brandon is. is are you in a wind tunnel? What's happening? Oh, it does it sound like I'm in a wind tunnel? It does. You know, I'm going to just turn off my fan. <laughs> there we go. You All were right. in a wind tunnel. I was literally in a wind tunnel. It was my Dyson <laughs> fan. What are you going to do? Okay. It's in this bitch. All right, so we have two guests today, uh, and I'm pretty excited because not only are they both very talented folks, they're also lovers. Okay. <laughs> Did you make that sound any weirder, Kat? I was trying. I was really, really trying to make it so awkward. They've and also I- been inside each other. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Um so one of them is my longtime friend, Brandon Rodinius. He is an illustrator. He's also the founder of Black Mast, which is an awesome clothing line. One of my favorite shirts is actually one of his designs, and it says drag hag in lipstick. I've described it, and you already want it. Am I wrong? No, I'm kidding. I love it. And then I'm into it. We also have Mike Weiss, who is both a drag queen and, as he has importantly stated, a person. <laughs> Huzzah! Welcome, Brandon and Michael. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you for coming on the show. 
So you're both very colorful. Yes. You're both <laughs> very glittery. As At I've times, yes. At times. Um, I've also known you both to... Um, I was going to say you both shaved your eyebrows, but that's not true, Brandon. You've never shaved your eyebrows, have you? I have not. I've just had transparent blonde eyebrows. Yeah. But everyone, <laughs> like from far away, it looks like I have shaved them. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were just born drag is really what it was. Yeah. yeah I, I know the feeling. <laughs> People are always like, I'm so sorry about your eyebrows. I'm like, what do you mean? They're right here. They're just... <laughs> Michael, we're it's actually good. growing it's back a... right now. Michael's your eyebrows? <laughs> it's, it's very hard to talk on this. I know. COVID, what can you do? Womp womp. So what Michael, was it here? Okay, ask it again. I'll shut up now. I'm done. What's the story with your eyebrows, Michael? Well, I haven't had eyebrows for, I don't even know how long now. How long has it been? It At was least like, three years, four years. It was whatever, the first drag con we went two together so probably four years yeah um actually funny story so we um we were staying in a hotel whatever and then i was like i really want to shave my eyebrows and brandon was like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like um you don't understand like doing my makeup it'll save like 30 minutes of makeup time it'll be so much better it'll like blend so much easier and he was not feeling it. He literally was like, please, please, please don't shave your eyebrows. <laughs> so the next morning I woke up really early, shaved my eyebrows. Um, <laughs> and then in the morning we were drinking coffee, just talking like normal, literally didn't even notice. And then I had to be like, um, do you notice anything different? And he was like, oh, wow, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> so, weird. so, okay, do you have to draw on your eyebrows every day then? No, like I literally out. live my life as a boy with no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I am super okay with being that strange uh, creature from another planet. Yes, <laughs> live it. Now, do you wear makeup in your day-to-day at all? I don't, no. And you're not drawing your brows in at all? No. I only I'm... ask because I just started watching We're Here, and it was so funny seeing people on the street be like do you have no eyebrows to some of the queens on the show <laughs> yeah so. it's weird I work in um retail like my boy job I would say is um like retail visual manager and a lot of the times it takes a while but any like higher up or like corporate visits we have people will just stop and be like do you not have eyebrows <laughs> and I'm like it's no question, in my opinion <laughs> I don't know why it's such a big deal for people. I would just lean back and be like, do you have eyelashes? Like, <laughs> like just some ridiculous question and response. Cause that's a ridiculous question. Like, I don't know. Do you see them? No. Okay. Well then maybe don't ask about it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well also so, too, I mean, eyebrows are such a, a vehicle for emotions that we probably don't even think about. That's true. How do people know what you're feeling? How? How are they going to know? I've also noticed that sometimes when I speak or do like jokes, uh, a tell of mine is that my right eyebrow raises just one (laughs) single eyebrow. You've got a rock brow. I got a rock brow. I have one rock brow too, but it actually never goes down. So that's creepy. Yeah. It's stuck in that position all the time. I always look like I have something secret. 
<laughs> you can't see it, but we're both raising our eyebrows like incessantly right now, trying to like do like a one brow thing. <laughs> I think talking about eyebrows is sort of like talking about kegels. Oh, I love talking about kegels. I know. I know you do. So um, <laughs> on that, is everybody doing their kegels right now? Just checking in. I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon, you have uh, Black Mass, which keeps you busy. You also have a day job. And Michael, we heard you have a day job. And then you also do drag. But you um, you made a point to tell us before this that you are not a working drag queen right now. What does that mean? Well, we moved, well, we, when I first started drag, I was in San Francisco and we moved to LA like a year and a half, two years, a year and a half ago. Um, so when that happened, I kind of, I was working a lot in San Francisco, uh, pretty consistently, like a couple gigs a week, which was really nice. Um, but it's a lot, you know, um, working 40 hours a week, sometimes overtime, it's retail. So you don't really know your hours or schedules. And then a drag queen is like your, your hours of working is you get there at 10, you leave at like two in the morning, three in the morning, Mm. and then you wake up at 6am the next morning to go back to your boy work and all of that kind of stuff. So it was fun. Um, But yeah, wears you out after a while. So now since we've been here, I kind of have been working less because I really was focusing more so on okay, we just moved to a new place. Let's like build our life here. Let's get all that together. Um, And then kind of like got in that no gig kind of mindset. But Mm. now it's kind of like reinvigorated different ways to do drag, if that makes any sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the, the like limited mindset of a drag queen is only a man that dresses as a woman on a stage in a club. You know what I mean? Is not... Necessarily the definition anymore, which is nice. Um, so, really, kind of seeing it as why I started doing it in the first place, which was like a creative outlet. Um, yeah. And then letting that creativity just like come out however it wants to, you know, not limiting myself to what I think it should be, if that makes any sense. <laughs> how do you feel like you're, how do you feel like you're changing it up for yourself? Well, a lot of things, um, like now I'm more so into the entirety of everything. So for instance, I noticed a lot when I was performing a lot, um, it wasn't necessarily fun at times. So I am a Virgo and I overthink everything (laughs) incessantly. I'm an earth sign over here too, baby. I get it. Like I get it. So it's like, oh, do a number. Um, and I mean, you could literally go up there and like dress as a baby and like take a shit on stage and like you'll get tipped and people will love you. But That's for a me- real thing though. That I feel like I was at that show. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I do Francisco show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, obviously I wanted like to be the best I could be, and I want this and I want that and I want this, and not not even comparing myself to anybody else, but just having this like obscene level in my own mind that I wanted to live up to. And then I realized, okay, this is like not fun anymore. Like I'm making this, this huge thing that it doesn't need to be. So now just focusing more so on like, like I'm sewing more, I'm creating more looks, I'm finding Mm -hmm. new outlets, things like that. The thing that really makes me happy and I really feel fulfilled in when it comes to drag is, number one, the makeup, like the transformation aspect of it all. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, so just taking that the away where I feel like, oh, I have to, if I'm going to create this look, I need to have this attached to it and I need to make a number and I need to do that. And like allowing myself to be like, no, it's, it's enough just to do a look if that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and so Brandon, you're obviously also involved in the drag scene, your clothing line, Black Mass, which I've referenced a couple times now, um, is a mix of different things. You guys are both also big Disney fans. So there's, um, there's some, uh, hat tips to Disney. There's, uh, the sort of like, there's, I want to ask you about this actually, because I have one of your shirts with this. You have kind of a satanic theme. (laughs) I would would say we're like a little bit spooky, (laughs) a little bit campy, a little bit like glam, like just kind of like, I, I, I feel like it's a reflection of the world I live in. And, um, I, I've always kind of worn my interests on my sleeve, like literally. Literally. And, and, and that's like become black masks. Like it, all those things are reflected in their own way. Um, and like, I, I wouldn't say like the satanic thing is like a theme because it was like, <laughs> I uh, initially that came out of this idea of wanting to do like skulls in different yeah. themes. Which it, I did too, so it started to go somewhere. I just didn't like continue it from there. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, your system. Because I had the the satanic one, but then I had a disco skull as well, so yeah. that was fun. But I love um, the Satan skull. skull. I like disco skull, but I, I actually really do like the Satan skull. I, I surprised myself too. It was a very I'm, fun drawing. <laughs> I'm very much because I'm uh, while you're talking, I'm also looking at your website because. You know, why not? And yeah. I'm just loving, like, the Tropagoth. Like I said earlier, I love Tropagoth. This yeah. is such a great design. I guess my question is, so, like, did before... So, how long have you guys been together for? First question. Uh, five, almost four and a half years. <laughs> so, did, so, did the, like, did one thing influence the other? Or you both kind of had these interests and they kind of came together? Like, yeah. I guess, where is this aesthetic coming from? Because it seems like it's both, it's like, it's it's both of you at the same time and not. Well, as far as like the whole drag scene and everything, it's actually kind of funny because after we were together, we realized we were actually at like the same parties a lot, a lot of like, times. <laughs> and I even remember seeing him in drag at, at the stud one night, like months before we even met, like, yeah it's it was just like we were already in the same circles and like into the same types of shows and performers so like yeah it was it was like really natural and then like disney came a little later but michael grew up in florida so we already had disney world and i grew up in california so i was like oh well we have to go to disneyland and (laughs) that was like what our, that is, was like our first couple trip, I feel like. <laughs> <Was Disney>. <laughs> <laughs> which wins? Disney World or Disneyland? Or are they just oh, so that's different? That's a hard question, but... We've thought long and hard, actually. Um, I have to say Disneyland wins just because it's literally the first. Um, mm-hmm. 
there are, yeah, I'm going to sound like such a Disney nerd, but there are like amazing things about every single Disney park. You know what I mean? So there's things that win depending on um, what park you're in. But if you have to like round it out, which is hard to do, I would say Disneyland. I feel like Disneyland is always going to have better weather. And so I'm, I would always be mm. in a better mood at Disneyland. So Disney World would never win because it's too humid. Like that's it. <laughs> Yeah. That's the only reason. It. It's too I've humid in to, Florida. Forget it. Yeah, I've only been to Florida for the one trip, in, and that was January, so it was still cold and not humid mm. yet. So. All right. All right. Well, maybe that's the secret. I yeah. don't want to say Disneyland because that castle is so cute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, cast, the castle at Disneyland, I think, is way better than Disney World Castle. And, yeah, I like, I like how it's the first and how it's old and – yeah fuck florida sorry (laughs) (laughs) there's some like original magic at disneyland like there's like witchcraft or something and it's definitely haunted do you think disney world is haunted though yeah Are, are there ghosts there at disney world too probably yeah i know that there's that whole thing of people leaving like after they die getting cremated and wanting to have their ashes spread at disneyland Ugh. And that that's like uh, forbidden and people get in trouble. It's so gross. It's so weird. <laughs> but it's like, do they think they like never, like a lot of the times it happens on like water rides where they'll pour like a little bit of their ashes in the water. And I'm like, do you think they never switch out this water? Like, Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah oh. but it's like you're there for the minute. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's still special. It still it's feels like, good. It's peace yeah. of mind for the person doing the spreading of the ashes, not for the person that's dead and cremated. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't think the, the dead person is going to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's an important COVID question. I'm about to go real dark. Uh-oh. Since we're talking about spreading our ashes, and we're also <laughs> talking about Disneyland, if you died, well, eventually you will. When you die, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, um, where in Disneyland would you want your ashes spread? Oh. No wrong answers. Wow. Um, mansion. Yeah. I'm going to say pirates. I would want to be, <laughs> this might sound dumb, but on Snow White's Scary Adventures. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, so what is, I didn't know about Snow White's Scary Adventures. I've only been to Disneyland once and it was very hot. <laughs> it's literally like a child's dark ride, but it, uh, okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite fucking rides. <laughs> we literally ride it every, every time. single time. At least <laughs> like twice. Usually twice, yeah. That's so I think it's Indiana Jones for me, by the way. That's Ooh, nice. That Good ride movie. was so fun. I Do did I not expect it. Though? Maybe not. Maybe I want the pirates. Maybe I want my ashes of the pirates, though, don't you think? I think pirates is what I would want to be. And and then hopefully whoever throws them throws them awkwardly. And then it gets, um, I get in the mouth of the people behind them. Oh, yes. (laughs) Very big Lebowski of you. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. This is a no smoking ride, baby. And then just get in their mouths. (laughs) Wow. Perfect. Now, Now, what's your way of choose what how do you want to die at Disneyland? No, I'm just kidding. Um oh, wow. I mean that's actually a valid question. Well, yeah. we, 
It's kind of funny. There, we, I don't know if you guys saw, but like a couple months ago, there was a fire that broke out at Disneyland. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and it was like all over the news. It was this big thing, whatever. But we were actually there that day. Oh. And you guys started it. You started the fire, right? <laughs> Jenny and I same mind. Yeah. I'm not going to say we started it, but we were there. Um, Very close we, to it. <laughs> we were walking and then it was, it was really crazy. Like all of a sudden... Um, all of like Adventureland, just like the lights turned off, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and it and, was dark out, so it was like, "Wait, what?" And we saw all this crazy shit, and it's kind of like those weird moments where maybe call me psychotic. In my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, if I die here, that's cool. Like, I'm totally cool with that." I love wow. it. Wow, wow, that is dark. Like not really <laughs> knowing what was going on, it was very much like if they tell us to get out of here, there's gonna be a stampede, and we were like, we need to get out of this park ASAP. Um, I mean, it was out by the time we even got to the entrance, but like just seeing smoke on Main Street, you're like, what's yeah. going on? Um, I realized that I chose the wrong place again for where I'd want my ashes to be. <laughs> I, I thought about it, and I Finally. cannot believe that I didn't say the Enchanted Tiki Room the first time. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Why didn't you say that? I don't know. It seems so wrong, but that's where I want to be. Yeah, that that's very you. Yeah, yeah. You'd visit me there, don't you think? I think your ghost would yeah. visit me there. Yeah. Um, you which, have- bir- which bird would you be? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. There's no flamingo, right? I don't think there's a flamingo. I think I would be, I would be the, the head bird that tells you everything. Jose. Jose. Yeah. I'd be Jose. Names. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. How come you didn't know the names? And it's been a while. Was it Brandon who spoke? I wish I could see your faces. (laughs) (laughs) Who spoke? That was me. Brandon. Are these ghosts? Are you guys ghosts? Am I hallucinating? Disembodied spirits. So <laughs> we all are eventually. I, I don't know why I'm in a dark place today, man. I don't know. I think we're all in a dark we're all in a dark place. Let's talk about coping skills. How are you guys coping? Yeah. Oh God. Um by eating and drinking a lot of white claw. Perfect. I am right now drinking a truly hard seltzer, not a white claw. Yeah. But close enough. Yeah, yeah, we have some truly hard lemonade things. Ooh. I haven't had one yet, but we um we got a TV. <laughs> so during during the pandemic, you're like, we need a TV. Yeah, I can't I can't look at this well, person anymore. We got a larger TV. You should say. okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we already had one. <laughs> Have you had creative any creative endeavors or things that you've gotten into since you've been? I mean, Brandon, you just started a new job in the yeah. middle of this. So, so have you had any time or opportunity in this to do any creative things that you maybe didn't have time to do before? Um, I've been doing like some weird little bits of crafting, but not like consistently. Sure. Uh like these Christmas ornaments I wanted to make last year, never got to. I'm like, maybe I'll do that now. <laughs> Perfect. You know, they're saying LA is going to, we're going to be in lockdown through July. So you could really. Yeah. Do yeah. I don't know. Cause I listened to Eric Garcetti's thing today and he was like, he said that wasn't true. All right. 
Or he said it was like slowly opening. Yeah, Yeah. we'll move through the other phases or something, but we won't be fully uh, free to do everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, free. We won't be fully free. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and after this, we'll talk about Plandemic. No. Oh, wow. Please don't. What's Plandemic? Oh God, pandemic! Oh no, it's this video that's uh, circulating about how the uh, pandemic is actually um, something started by Bill Gates, and I don't know. It's it's all oh like, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you been talking to my dad? Yes, call <laughs> your dad all the time. We talk about you. Uh, Mr. Zagrino, give me the lowdown. So Bill Gates has been hiding the vaccine this whole time? The whole time? <laughs> okay, so Michael, what have you been up to? <laughs> what you know that, that Bill Gates, uh, he ate that bat. That's why this is going. That's yeah. Bill Gates ate the bat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up. I'll shut up now. Come on back to the interview. <laughs> Michael, what, what have you been up to while you've been on lockdown? Um, for me, it's been a lot of sewing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, sewing is just really nice. Like you could literally sit down there and like sew for six hours straight and not even realize. So it really passes the time well. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, a lot of sewing, um, a lot of rearranging everything in the house, which Brandon <laughs> loves. Um <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, and a lot of drinking. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny how I I feel like everybody's version of happy hour gets like an hour earlier every week. <laughs> every like, week, every, yeah. like it's happy hour, honey. It's eight a.m. Yeah, <laughs> no, like no lie, I like have my this like daily like check in meeting for work, and as soon as that's over, I'm like, should I make a drink? <laughs> like, and it's like one o'clock. I'm like, I don't, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My productivity goes way down as soon as I start drinking. So I usually don't if I have things to do. <laughs> well, yeah. Brandon, well, for back- everyone, it is for everybody. Yeah. It is for everybody. I don't even really drink and I'm drinking now. And I'm also just taking edibles whenever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Edibles are our, like, we really need to disassociate. So we'll like have a little like gummy or something. And then it's like yes. time travel. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, so I have a question. So you have been, most of Black Mass sales have been online, right? But you also were supposed to, you do DragCon every year too. Yeah. This year is like going to be my year of exploring conventions. Um, So DragCon got canceled. Yep. I was on the waiting list for Midsummer Scream, which just got canceled. (gasps) And... I was looking at a few other things, but I, at this rate, it's like, well, I think we're just going to call this year a wash in terms of conventions and then focus on like web sales and just kind of building stuff up. Yeah. Because surprisingly wow. people are buying while they're stuck at home. So that's, yeah. that's, that's nice. It is surprising. <laughs> it's also really fun to see some of the different ways that businesses are like, yeah, this is like one of those new buzzwords, right? Is pivot. How businesses yeah. are like pivoting online. Like you can get, uh, I just saw the other day that you can get Auntie Annie's, you know? Do you say Auntie Annie's or Auntie Annie's? I say both. 
If I'm in Maryland, Annie's. I feel like it would be Auntie Annie's. I think I would say Auntie too. Okay. I said Auntie Anne's. Am I incorrect? Annie's. Actually, really know. It just feels like a woman who makes pretzels all day is an auntie. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She's not an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think I used to say auntie, and then for some reason I started saying auntie. I don't know. You fancy. It yeah, could. you think you're better than me? I yeah. I moved to California. I started a new life. Wow. <laughs> I'm an aunt now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, you can get their pretzel. They, they're selling online pretzel kits. And I was like, oh, yes. If I could get that and an orange Julius, I would just recreate my life at the mall. Well, Girl, you've got a... so many things since so you've many. been in quarantine. I haven't, though. I really haven't. But, like, um, weird things. No, they're all plants. Only things I've bought are plants. Oh. And a birdhouse. Okay, but I've been the birdhouse myself, and it looks like an RV. So, oh and didn't God. you buy some weird bead stuff that didn't end up being what you thought it was? Uh oh, a needle. No, it's not beads. It's a needle punch kit. A needle punch kit. Punch needle or needle punch. I don't know. One of those. Yeah. Two, it's in one of those two orders. Yeah, but I still am doing it. <laughs> I never said you were. What have, have you have you uh have you both bought weird stuff since you've been in quarantine? Yeah. Um weird. Um not necessarily. I don't think we've purchased anything really strange. No. Um says the guy with no eyebrows, but you know. <laughs> um we literally buy whenever we venture out to buy food. That's when it gets really crazy. Yeah. Um, Acting like we've never seen a pack of gummy worms before or something. It's like we get (laughs) so weird with the snacks that it's like, why did we buy all this shit? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I don't know. Jenny, are you eating any any delicious, unusual snacks? Um, Well, you said gummy worms, and I remembered I have some twin snakes. Oh. Do you guys know the twin snakes? They're just like wrapped together, right? No, no. well, they're kind of connected, but it's the Harboro, Har- Haribo, yeah. whatever the fuck. Um, the, I, I don't the packaging. The packaging's really cute because they're all intertwined. They're Ooh. so good. One side is sweet, one side is sour, but not like Ooh. not like like where it's got like citric acid on it. Yeah, it's just like internally sour, and it's mm. the most delicious treat. Um, but other than that, um, I've had fast food every single day for a week since I've moved into my new place because I am very anxious all the yeah. time. Well, but also you just moved and getting food when you move sucks. Like, yeah. no, but I have it. I have food. Yeah. So I'm just, I do this where I go grocery shopping and then I still go and get fast food. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, when we don't want to cook, we go to Taco Bell drive through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who who just introduced like a taco build your tacos at home kit for like six people. So oh, it's like what? we get all the stuff and then do it at home. What? Yeah. That's not why I go to Taco Bell. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm I kind of miss Taco Bell right now, but and I don't like, it's not gonna like be the same if I make it. Vegetarian ish. Um, so we're usually only ordering like spicy potato soft tacos anyway, which are only a dollar. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. They're making me hungry. Like I, after this podcast, I'm going to go. (laughs) Honestly, I ate dinner already and I want Taco Bell. 
now. <laughs> so that's what it is. That's, that's the Taco Bell effect. I feel like my my uh, food of choice though has been a um, the Daya makes a frozen pizza that is gluten free and dairy free, and I just I eat those all day. That's I gross. have never tried those, but we see them all yeah. the time. Okay, the Supreme one is good, and it reminds me of <laughs> a Supreme pizza you would have gotten at a Chuck E. Cheese when you were a kid. Oh <laughs> <laughs> what if all this time Daya's pizzas were actually just Chuck E. Cheese pizzas rebranded? Oh That's fine. God. I'm yeah. down with it. I like. I can't remember what any of their pizza tasted like. Chuck E. Cheese is terrifying. It is. Yeah. Well, you didn't go for the pizza. Let's just no. put it that way. I went for games missed and, yeah. like, and to watch the scary animatronics. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they were the best. Yeah. Well, and I, you saying that just made me think, like, what do you miss outside of, uh, you know, outside of your Taco Bell excursions? What do you miss <laughs> on the outside? Oh. Well, it's going to be dumb, but literally Disney. Yeah. Like when we moved here, it was so nice. We could, it's like a 45 minute drive. So we would go kind of like too much, at least every other week. And now it's, it's hard. It was like, that was, that was like anytime either of us were like super stressed out with work or whatever. That was like, cool. Let's go to Disneyland and literally not live real life for a day. Yeah. And like the fact that we can't escape is like a weird like lesson in uh like deal with your shit to get through it. I don't know. It's really it's interesting. Are it's you so creating? strange to me that you went there to relax? Like going to an amusement park for me is <laughs> Yeah, it's not exactly a Zen garden. That's yeah, cool. that is that is my nightmare. Because we have the annual, like we're annual pass holders, so like if we don't do everything, it's like whatever. We'll do it next time. So it was, <laughs> it was like relaxing in that regard. Or we would just yeah. like, if it was literally too busy, we would sit down and drink or eat, and like that's, that would be our day. <laughs> that's I am into that. Once you said drinking and eating, I was into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Are you, since you're both, I mean, you're, you're locked up together. I don't know. I keep saying locked up. Like we're all in jail. This is not, <laughs> but since you've been in shelter in place together, have you done any creative work together? I know that you, I know that Michael, as your drag queen self, uh, Amanda Bang, you have done some modeling for Brandon for Black Mast, but do you ever work on projects together? Um, I feel like. Working together in terms of, like, bouncing ideas off each other right now. Hmm. Um, or, like, helping with some, like, digital drag things. I think we constantly, like, we, but it's kind of always been like that. Like, it yeah. hasn't changed. Like, we are both creative people. So anytime any of us are working on things, like, it's always just out in the open. And we're, we talk about it all the time. Um, so I guess nothing out of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, what, tell, tell us a little bit more for people who don't know, what is the norm for you? What is, what would you, you know, given Michael that you have not been doing drag in LA as much as you were in San Francisco, but I do see you on Instagram and I see you, you know, dressing up and playing with makeup and having fun. So what is that like for you? What would be your normal outside of 
obviously the time we're in now. Um. <laughs> well, like, I feel like you, you, when you know of like a fabric or like a visual, I like, I think she means like that, like, I oh, like the process yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have to be like inspired by something to do something. So like, I know a lot of people like, basically like an, if you're an Instagram girl or whatever, or a YouTuber or any of that, you're just constantly pushing content out. Mm-hmm. Um, I post very infrequently, which is quote unquote, a no, no, but I'm also not in it to like get all these thousands of followers or to like be on certain television shows or anything like that. Like I'm literally just doing it for myself. So if I'm inspired by something, then that's when it real really kind of like pushes the gas pedals for me Mm. and I'll work on it like nonstop just to get like one tiny little photo and post it. And then maybe two months later, I'll post something else. No, why, why do you think that that is your approach? Why? I'm just curious about, you know, so many people when they get into drag, it's, it, it can even start as that creative endeavor, but then they get like the bite of, you know, you get that little taste of, um, of the drama and fun that comes with being on stage and you want more of that spotlight. So I'm just curious, what is, what is, uh, what do you love about doing drag and why is drag something that you even wanted to get into? Um, well, okay. So like as a child, anything kind of, I was into a lot, I had a lot of different interests and, um, fashion was one of them. Like I would, I would literally go to Barnes and Noble and sit on the floor and look at fashion magazines for hours and hours and hours um, drawing, I would draw all the time. Um, I would like cut up little outfits and things like that. And it kind of hit me and I was like, oh shit, that's literally everything that can all be rolled into doing drag. Like I can ball all all of that into kind of like one look that I want to produce. Um, so that's what really does it for me. And I'm very like perfectionist kind of thing. So I like very detailed things like for instance if i'm um sorry (laughs) if i'm working on like a garment or something and i'm sewing the things that really get me like my mo going is like the tiny little seams on the inside that nobody sees like that you can like you can ask brandon or like some of our friends that we hang out with a lot I will, they'll be like, oh, your shirt is cute. And I'll like flip it up and show them this dumb little seam. (laughs) And that's like the part that makes me the happiest that it's straight. You know what I mean? So that's that Virgo. Yeah, totally. So that's what really gets it for me. So I am, I guess, um, content or I'm satisfied when I've really kind of perfected what I feel something is like perfect in my eyes. And then I put that out there. So if I'm doing like a makeup look, it's um, really kind of these tiny little details that like, if I close my eyes, there's all these details on my crease. But in the picture, you can't see any of it because my lashes are too big. But for <laughs> me, <laughs> for me, like I'm still going to spend that extra 20 minutes to make that little crease as perfect as I can make it. Because mm-hmm. that's what really does it for me. So getting on stage and having... Um, like the spotlight on me and people like cheering for me and this and that. Yeah, of course it feels good. Like I'd be lying if I say I didn't like that, but it doesn't give me kind of like the same satisfaction 
mm. as literally just like getting ready for that evening, if that makes sense. See, I love that because I think that, well, I'm in this spot now too, where as a stylist, well, first of all, there's no styling work right now, right? Like, <laughs> what am I going to dress people for their living rooms? You know, like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get you dressed so you can go out on your porch and wave to your neighbors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me get your grocery store outfit ready for you. You know, some Zoom meeting looks. Right, those Zoom looks, which is really just like shoulders up. I could make a ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) Like just waist up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just ties, necklaces. That's it. Big time for necklaces right now. Um, (laughs) and gym shorts. But you know, uh. I've been thinking a lot about how much I enjoy just the process of styling without having any results of it. You know, as a stylist, I, and Jenny, I'm so curious what you think as you hear these things. Like she's heard me talk about how the challenges and the tensions of those things too, where like as a stylist, I want to, um, I love making people happy. I love when we feel like we've clicked into that moment that the person like sees themselves in the mirror and sees themselves differently, but also sees themselves as themselves rather than sees the clothing that they're wearing specifically. I just don't, it doesn't really matter to me if I'm doing that for like, it just is a different process. I don't care about it as a job as much as I thought I did, I guess is where I was going with it. Jenny, I'm curious what you think as you hear all of this. know I mean I don't know this is just like such weird times yeah even think it's like the thing that we thought defined us doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah so in in a lot of ways it's really what do you do right yeah I think it's it's interesting like well Jenny and you've you've had to do some pivots too so how have things changed for you as well. I mean, you know, you and I talk all the time, but tell our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just like trying to find different sources of income and like, where can my talents be elsewhere or writing or narration or, you know, other like putting out content and hoping people want to partner with that. You know, yeah. that's, that's been, diff- that's been frustrating. I guess, um, yeah, I guess also too, like I was wondering you know, for, for Michael, I mean, not, you already were kind of like doing something different. Do you have any plans for like when theaters start opening up again? Um, I, I don't personally, um, not really. Like I honestly, I haven't even thought past that. I'm really taking it one day at a time. (laughs) Um, Kind of the exciting thing though, in the drag world right now is obviously every bar and club is closed. So Drag queens, we know a lot of drag queens that that is their primary source of income. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, you're forced to get creative. Um, and we, there is, I don't know if you know a drag queen by the name of Bitch Pudding. She was on a show called Dragula. Um, wow. I don't work for them. Um, but she started a thing called Digital Drag and it's, she broadcasts it on Twitch and it's like, um, you sit in your living room, you open up a white claw and you watch a drag show. And it's pretty amazing just for the sense of community and the sense of like normalcy within that scene. 
Um, but it's also an amazing way for, you know, as a viewer, for you to like send tips and all of those and them to get, um, get money. But it opens up this whole other creative world as well as an artist or as a drag artist, um, kind of delving into that. Because when it comes down to it, you're, you're a visual artist. So it's kind of this whole nother layer, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of exciting. Michael, yeah. learning iMovie right now for drag numbers. <laughs> What'd you say? Michael's learning iMovie right now to edit some drag numbers for future yeah. shows. Oh, girl. Yeah. I can teach you. I can teach you things. You don't even <laughs> need iMovie. Just use that Slice app and you're good. I use, um, I use, I, you know what? Okay. This is something that I've been very happy about with this stuff is I've been learning to use all of my programs better. So I like use Audition and Premiere. You have Adobe, right? Yeah. So what are you doing with iMovie? Get Use Premiere. It's a thousand billion times better. I am literally, okay. So I know how to check my email on my phone and um, play like Disney emoji blitz. So that's about my (laughs) level of, of... Tech savviness. iMovie's a big jump. <laughs> Huge jump. So <laughs> I'm also the kind of person that anything I've ever learned in my life has been through YouTube. Mm. So the hours that I have clocked in learning <laughs> iMovie <laughs> tutorials, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> but it's one step at a time. <laughs> yeah, look, I I learned audition and all this stuff all on YouTube. All of it. Yeah. Anytime. It's all YouTube. It's great. I'm just saying that like, you know, you could just really like glitz and glam up your editing and, and then you can use like cool visual stuff. You can keyframe and green screen till your till your dick explodes. There's so <laughs> much you can do. We don't There's so much to do. I hope your dick doesn't explode. I actually I wanted I had questions. Yeah, um jump in. That I kind of wanted to get a little bit political Ooh. and not with politics, but with politics within drag. Mm-hmm. And Kat and I talk do talk about this stuff. And I feel like you guys are probably much more uh you know, um a better source than my brain. Um <laughs> It's so like, you know, I just, I love talking about like the politics of, of drag and people's different ideas of like what drag should be or shouldn't be or can be. Um, and I kind of wanted to get like your opinion on, on drag and how, like who can participate, who you shouldn't participate. It's things like that. Or do you not really care? Well, I think <laughs> that literally anybody can participate the idea of of saying only this group of people can participate in something is just obscene and insane to me. Anybody can participate. For me, the only, um, I kind of have no like hard black, black and white when it comes to drag. The only thing that I enjoy seeing is when girls are constantly growing if that makes sense so i just like as a viewer don't want to see the same thing day after day after day after day after day i think and that's like my my vision of drag too is like the whole creative aspect so if you're not like growing creatively then i don't know that's just what i enjoy seeing when it comes i also thought that when you said I, my things are very black and white that you were just going to say no blackface and drag. 
Uh, but you didn't, uh, you didn't. Uh, I have to say that. <laughs> like that's your line is just no blackface and drag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for me, I don't, I enjoy so many different types of performers as long as they're, you like, there's that visible, like they're enjoying what they're doing. They are doing it for the right reasons. Like it, I need to be entertained. And I feel like the ones that are policing who is, uh, whose drag is valid um, are usually like Shit. not great performers. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> they're like, worried about their added competition. Ooh. So, like, I mean, drag kings, drag queens, burlesque. We know like trans queens. Uh, it's, it's like there's such a broad spectrum of performers and so many talented individuals in any like box you want to like call out um Mm -hmm. to say like only one type of person should be doing drag is like just bullshit it's not yeah it's dumb it's childish well I feel like no it hasn't it's like never even been like that you know it's like ever since drag became so mainstream is now all of a sudden we want to put all these rules on it yeah um so that's interesting or do you think that there are Here's one of the things that I wonder, because when we were in San Francisco together and going to drag shows, um, I would see femme queens mm-hmm. get up there uh, on stage all the time at a show that's now called Mother, but previously had a name that I cannot say, um, but yeah. you know which show it was. Yes. And um, and it was and people cheered and it was great and nobody seemed to care. Do you think that it's regional? Do you think that it is? because of timing and and the growth of drag do you think it's also that i mean to be fair i have also been at a drag show where a drunk bachelorette got on stage and tried to steal the show so yeah. <laughs> it does think like, we're annoying sometimes you know? and i just say that like bachelorettes for any performance whatever it is they are just like the bane of existence <laughs> am i wrong no i mean uh, yeah, like, I I was going to say I've been part of a bachelorette party, but it was like a lesbian <laughs> wedding, so I don't know if that counts. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got just as wasted as, like, some of the bachelorette <laughs> parties we're talking about. But, um, no, I feel like San Francisco has, like, a history of that, like, inclusion. Because, like, even if you go all the way back to, like, what is it, the Cockettes from the, yeah. in the 70s, like, they were by no means like this super high polish, you know, femme drag queen. True. That people have in mind today. Like they were performance artists and, you know, I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword because like, I feel like people use that as like a defense mechanism to uh, ex- like, to validate themselves without actually growing as a performer. <laughs> um, but, but I think overall San Francisco is like more open to like all forms of expression in the drag world. Yeah. Um, and there's weird like infighting in divisions, but that's like a whole other thing. And part of what burned us out of the scene was like dealing with some of that, but (laughs) what do you think those divisions are besides people fighting for stage time? Um, 
mostly egos, mostly mm-hmm. imaginary. And I, I, I think a good part of it is even how people try to discredit other performers or whatever. Yeah. It's like drag is such a huge enter- like form of entertainment that we all have different definitions for what we think drag is essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the beauty of it is that you can't fully define it. But because of that, people have all these other like strange definitions for it. So if it doesn't fit into their like definition, then it's not right. Or it's not this, or it's not that. Like to me, drag is mm-hmm. presenting yourself as a woman. To yeah. me, drag is um, being able to perform well. To me, drag is, um, I don't know, being funny or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's like kind yeah. of what fuels a lot of it. Yeah. And sequence. And so, yeah. well, there always has to be a sequence. Yeah. And sequence and eyeshadow. <laughs> what was um what was your guys uh what was uh your first drag show? I'm trying to I'm trying to stop oh myself my. from saying like guys as in like everybody. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so y'all. hard. Everybody's y'all. from the south now. We all say y'all. Hey you guys. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm like Hey you guys. I mean it was a very drunk time for me. But I do <laughs> think my first drag show was going to the cafe to see the Drag Race Season 4 reunion tour. <laughs> so it was Fifi O'Hara, Chad Michaels, and Sharon Needles. Oh my and god, Sharon Needles. Sharon do what she does. Like, just dark, spooky drag queen. I was like, these are like all these things that I love on stage in front of me. And it like blew my mind. And like, you know, I grew up in a small town and, you know, it was even a struggle to like come out of the closet because I didn't know how my world would like react to it growing up. Yeah. So like, I was still kind of like hesitant about drag shows. There was still that like stigma around it in my brain, just like residual from growing up. But that was like the one that like, it like clicked. It was like, holy shit, this is really cool. And then it was like every other night for the next like four years. <laughs> Michael, love for you. And I just want to say that in my magical dream image of you, it's you sitting in front of a vanity, putting on a wig for the first time, and then just like sparkles appear around your head. I know that's not exactly how it works, but that's what I picture. I just want you to know. What was your first <laughs> drag experience like? The first time I I saw a drag queen was, um, other than television, because I kind of was like mesmerized by like Tu Wong Fu, Birdcage, all of that kind of stuff. Um, But I was raised in Miami. So I went to a club and I think it was like my first gay club. And there was a drag performance. And I remember, obviously I was wasted. Um, (laughs) But... This beautiful trans woman on stage who had maybe like four rhinestones in total covering her body, and that's literally all she was wearing, performing, staring straight at me. And I was just so mesmerized. I was literally just standing there staring at her like a wow. fucking creeper. But <laughs> was... like a wig in front of the vanity moment, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was very, it's very, I guess, magical. Yes, very yeah. Baz Luhrmann scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 very oh much. 
I don't know who that is. Who's that? Baz Luhrmann, the director. He did Moulin Rouge, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. You're here. Related to the growing up part, um, I vividly remember arguing with my parents that RuPaul was a woman. (laughs) they, They were like trying to explain it, but I was like five or six or seven or whatever. And like clearly didn't understand the complexity of like what drag is it's it's wild to think about the fact that at least for myself i'm like i'm 35 years old and rupaul has been a drag queen that entire time yeah yeah the time i mean rupaul was all i feel like it was almost everyone's like first introduction yeah to what a drag queen was as you were like a child but I think to your point, I feel like Rue has also, I mean, she's evolved several times over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still always as a drag queen, but like to your point, I remember her being on MTV and being like, like knowing that she wasn't a woman, but also not, like, I think it just, I just sort of like accepted her as a person. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. she's that. I didn't think of her as a, I didn't think of her as a specific gender necessarily. Um, Which is also very interesting since we're, we're having discussions more about gender identity, but that's a story for another day. I just, I do remember seeing her though. And like knowing she wasn't a woman, but also not being like uncomfortable with it. Just being like, Oh, I love her. She's got Barbie hair. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So you had this like magical transformative uh, experience with a drag queen wearing four rhinestones. (laughs) <laughs> and then what? I love it. What happened from there? When when from that moment to the moment you first dressed and drag yourself, like what happened there? Did you start going to shows a lot or what happened? I don't even fully remember, to be honest. Um, uh, a pro- probably a good chunk of it was RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, because I mean, I've literally been watching since season one. Um mm-hmm. I don't even know how long ago that was at this point. A long time ago. Um, But yeah, just one day I was like, oh, well, maybe I can, let me try that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then got some, went to my good old CVS, got me some piece of shit makeup because I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Put it on my face and I looked disgusting. It was... I bet you looked beautiful. No, no, I'm not trying to be, this is not like, yeah, I'm going to come out looking stunning and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. No, I was like, <laughs> like atrocious. It was so bad. Um, so bad. Like I can't even, can't even talk about it. Um, but yeah, but then, and I also... I would sit in my room, once I saw those pictures, I would sit in my room and just practice and practice and practice and practice. And I didn't even leave my house. Like I was always actually kind of like later on a little bit envious of the girls that were quote unquote bad and out (laughs) having fun because they just didn't give a fuck. They were like having fun, you know what I mean? They were out and about, they were living their best life. They were being queer, they had lashes on, whatever. And for me, like, I couldn't even have fun unless I knew that my lash was in the right place, that my <laughs> hair was right, that my, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to sit at home and just practice over and over and over and over until I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. And my first time out of the house was, oh, my friend had a, um, uh, what, what did he call it? A hideous prom. That's what he called it. Hideous yes. prom. 
And it was just a little house party, but that was the first time I was actually in drag. Loved it. So then I went out um, in WeHo for Halloween, like so many of us do. Yeah. Um, oh, for- yeah, I did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I just loved it. So I just kept doing it. It's kind. Of, it's very like addictive. I love that you were like, I w- it was safe to go out on Halloween in drag because even if, you know, and then it's like, okay, now this is it. No, this, is re- this isn't a costume anymore. This is me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I mean, it's funny because drag, there is obviously a costume element of drag and you make your own clothes when, is there ever a time when you're not making your own clothes? Are you, are there places you like to shop from? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. Um, yes, I love, um, I kind of like to add, always add something to it. So like if I'm buying something, I don't ever want it just to be like, okay, literally, I know exactly where to get that outfit from. I saw that in the mall yesterday. So like, if it's just some, like I, a lot of the times, especially when I first started, I would buy like dresses that I liked Mm. and then cut them up and make them into (laughs) bodysuits and then stone. Love it. So it was still not me making an entirely new outfit, but kind of like customizing that outfit. So less work, but still not off the rack kind of vibe. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. One place that I love is um, Artifice. I've only purchased one thing from them, <laughs> but I do love them. And I look at the, look at their site a lot for like inspiration because I love their vibe. Um, do, you have, do you have like favorite, do you have multiple wigs? Are you doing, do you have a favorite way of wearing your hair? I feel like I see you a lot with just the long, straight hair. But do you experiment at all with with hair in that way or are you mostly Uh, you've got a a specific look you're sticking to um I think my face shape looks best because it's all about proportions as well so like Mm. I'm playing with this like my face is a little longer I have like a really skinny face so it tends to be kind of like gaunt looking at times so I need to make (laughs) it appear smaller and kind of whiter because that's the quote-unquote feminine face you know so yeah I like like this like a Maryland style. Mm, mm-hmm. So kind of like that. It's kind of like short, it's kind of up, but it's it's also wide. Cause I think that how ha- that also helps like make my face appear smaller. I don't know. It makes me feel prettier, and that's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get all my hair from um this company called Wigs by Tips in San Francisco. Nice. So you're still doing the San Francisco wigs then? Yeah, yeah. It's um, a Queen Laundra Time and Scarlet Letters. They are amazing. They're actually the first girls who ever gave me a gig. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it's my first time performing. Oh, that's crazy. That's a story. <laughs> oh, got to hear it. We got to hear it. And I also want to know what the audition process is like for something like that. Oh, well, we... <laughs> um, we they, they hosted a show called The Brony Mitchell Show. Yeah. Um, and it was such a good show. Me and Brandon literally went, I think it was weekly at that point or monthly. I think it was still monthly. It might've been monthly, yeah. but we would go all the time. We loved it. Um, and then they started doing this thing where after the show was over, um, Scarlett would host um, what she, I forgot what she called it. Oh yeah. Um, but it was basically like gorilla style drag. So if you come in a look and you have a number, she'll let you perform. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, which was really awesome because there was no nowhere else that really did that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I have to kind of like take this opportunity and whatever. If I suck, I suck. But at least I know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I sat at home. I did my makeup. I was the most nervous thing you've ever seen in your life. Um, I showed up, Brandon was sitting there during the whole, whole show. Like I did not even talk. Like it was, he was so nervous. <laughs> it, it was insane to the point where like my wig felt like it was too tight and I couldn't, it was really stupid like, how nervous I got. Oh. Um, but yeah, went in, um, gave them my song and of course the music didn't start at first. So I was awkwardly standing on stage for four minutes. <laughs> heart pounding oh god <laughs> while the dj's like figuring out what oh my god so you're just standing there L- literally <laughs> just standing there and i was like hey <laughs> but the end of that story is she was great and then they booked her in the next show oh wow so, well i love a happy ending yeah <laughs> But also four minutes wait, waiting for the DJ to find the song and figure well, out. Four, four minutes was quite the exaggeration, but in my mind it was four minutes. Okay, that, that yeah, but even better. even like sixty eight seconds is like. Ugh. <laughs> I was so nervous. Like you can feel it. And James, I even think it was something that he had said. Like I really hope my music works. Blah blah blah. Like as oh, we were God. going into the venue kind of thing and then it <laughs> didn't work right away and we're like uh oh <laughs> oh god you can't jinx it yeah <laughs> god i mean that's pretty funny <laughs> Jen, have you ever had something like that happen before like your mic's um, or something Was- yeah i mean there's been shows where like there's no mic and you just gotta shout <laughs> and then or the mic stops working or the mic keeps cutting out. I've had shows where like the mic kept coming cutting out, which is really awful. Mm. So it would cut out just at the punchline. Right, of course. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah, and then you're like, oh well, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I think like like the biggest. I'm trying to think of what's like the biggest technical fail I've ever had on stage. Um, I fell off a stage once. No, no. not not really technical. <laughs> besides. <laughs> Oh not God. understanding spatial relations. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What was? The- and it was at a it was at a college too. Oh Those God. kids are ruthless. Oh, oh my God. God! Did they laugh at you? Of course they did. did they think oh, it was part of your set. <laughs> what? Did they think it was part of your set? Um, I mean, I'm sure I tried to make it seem like it, but it was like early in my college days or college performing days, and Clearly, I just, it was just not good. Wow. It was just bad. It was bad. Oh. But it wasn't that far. It was like maybe two and a half feet, three feet. Oh, my Lanta. Physically, it wasn't like, but emotionally. Yeah. Oh, emotionally, uh, I went to a Burger King after that show. <laughs> yeah. And Burger King we is worse, so <laughs> it just is. I will say of all the fast foods, Burger King is pretty, pretty great. What? <laughs> whatever, whatever they put in those burgers to make them feel like they're like they're charbroiled. Oh, I don't actually eat burgers at places at fast food places. Oh, then what do you do? It's always a chicken sandwich. God, chicken nuggets. Oh my god, chicken. those are gross. Give me those nuggies. <laughs> Except not at Burger Kings. They're gross. These are important <laughs> things. 
Oh, you don't want chicken fries? You don't no. want to- chicken fries is the dumbest concept that's ever. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're not good. I'm like, maybe you guys, you just guys should just focus on like making something that's actually good. Like, don't put it in a new shape. That doesn't make it taste good. <laughs> They're like, what if you made it a dolphin? Will you like it more? It's like, no, it still tastes like shit. But yeah. oh, I would love a dolphin-shaped chicken nugget. I would actually, yeah. <laughs> it might. Be. I mean, what the fuck shape are McDonald's ones? Did uh, we figure that out? They have are they told us? specific shapes. I don't remember what they are. I know one is a boot and one is a bell. What? Yes. This is Why? Beautiful. They're actual shapes. There are actual shapes to the McDonald's chicken nuggets. Wow. Oh my god, you guys! I gotta go get food now. <laughs> Wait, I want to. I want to know, Brandon, your your drag name. Oh. I don't know. I, I I don't know how much do you even bring her out anymore. Your drag name's Brandy Ho. Do you bring her out at all anymore? Last time she came out was Halloween. Okay. Two years ago. Uh, the little Beetlejuice. Actually, three years ago. <gasps> yeah, I did like a a lady Beetlejuice look. <gasps> yeah, that is pretty great. That it was fun. Great. How come you don't do more with Brandy Ho? Not uh, I don't. I don't enjoy putting makeup on my face for long periods of time. <laughs> I get that. I get that. The amount of makeup that you have to wear for drag to me is like, I like makeup, but that feels like an oppressive amount. Yeah. Well, like I'm a sweaty individual, so like, if I'm in drag makeup, it's literally like a mask of makeup. Plus yeah. lashes inhibiting my vision, plus a wig, plus pat. It, it's very like constricting, and um, I just get really hot and uncomfortable. Yeah, which is probably true for like every drag queen. But um, I do like to just do a little like boy beat and do like my little gothy thing for like going out. But yeah. even that, that's been a little while, just because even pre-corona, we weren't able to go out too much because of work. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's real though, right? Like, I think everybody has this perception that if you're, um, in particular in the queer community, that like, you're going out every night, that you're partying all the time, that you're always going to clubs. And I just think the reality is that like, we're all on our grind. Like, especially you get to your thirties and you're like, I kind of just want to stay in and eat a pizza for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Netflix is the best thing that ever happened to people in their thirties. I think. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, we were going out like three, four, five times a week in San Francisco and it was really fun. And we saw tons of shows and, got to support all of our friends all the time, but it burns you out. And as soon as we moved and like, you know, work hours changed a little bit and stuff like that, it was like, well, we can't really keep that up unless we just go sober and drive everywhere. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's a big difference in San Francisco versus LA. It's like, if you want to not drive, you're probably taking a lift. Which is, you know, for us in Glendale, that ends up being like 50 bucks every time we leave the house round trip. Are you guys in Glendale? Yeah. So am I. Oh. <laughs> We're Jen, in a you can't wait. Here's the thing I've been trying to keep my move a secret, and I've told literally everybody. <laughs> I'm the worst. What I wouldn't say it was trying at that point, but I I've been trying to be like covert about it, and then I've just I just talk about it all the time because I have nothing else going on in my life. That's the only thing that makes conversations hard these days. Like I did a Zoom call with a couple of my girlfriends last weekend, and it was so funny because we all three of us got on, and it was like, 
So, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, what's different? Nothing. There's no news. Except yeah. that I did have, uh, I can't say this story on the air. <laughs> I was good. My, All right, well, let's I wrap up and then you can tell us a story. I'll, I tell you, know. I'll tell you guys the story. I can't say it. It's too horrifying, but I got a weird message in my Facebook other box. And oh, no. it traumatized me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I do know this. I, know story. <laughs> I just, I, I, well, you know what? I'll give. I can't leave it that vague. I'll just say this. No, saw, leave it vague. Leave it vague. I saw a, a family member's uh, <gasps> member. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Wow, that is horrible. <laughs> I'm scarred for life. I am. I really just am. I should be very sex positive, but I'm not when it comes to my family members. I'm like. I <laughs> Everybody's a Ken doll down there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you're so rude. I can't. You should, you should love everyone's. Everything. Oh yeah, nope. Especially ones you share DNA with. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's even worse. Thank you. Yeah, horrid choice. All right. I don't know why. Well, let's, worse, but it let's, let's wrap it up. All right. So, Brandon, <laughs> uh, Brandon where can people find you online? Um, on Instagram, it's black underscore mast, M-A-S-T. Uh, the website is black hyphen mast.com. Um, selling, what do you, what should people be, what are you excited about right now with black mass that you want people to know about? Um, just that like, I'm got, I have the creative juices flowing and, and some of our collections are growing. Yes. Okay. Collections in the near future. There is a whole thing with that one. Yes. Well, keep us updated in the future. And Michael, where can people find you? Um, my Instagram is Amanda Bang X. So B A N G. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, people can't get that right. Really. Uh, like anytime someone says, "What's your name?" and I say Amanda Bang, people go Amanda Bay. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, weird. What? I guess you never watched The Simpsons. I'm adding it right now. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, that's it. That's where I'm at. They're here. Perfect. Twitter. Amanda Bang at, at, on Instagram. Yes. On oh, Instagram, yeah. I'm loving this halo eye look that you did. Yes. I feel so. like your makeup is inspiration for days. And also you make me feel very lazy about my own makeup, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I really... Sorry, no, you go no, ahead. No, you go, you go. I was going to say, we should do um, just a show where you talk about how to put on a lace wig. Because, <laughs> man, this, your your hairline looks great. Oh, That's I, that wig by tips. Their wigs are so good. I feel like... Human hair or synthetic? No, synthetic. That's a hot tip on, wing, on, on wigs. I just yeah. put words together. Wings on wings. <laughs> on wings... Wings and wigs. These are beautiful. Wings and wigs. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. You can find me anywhere on on uh, the internet at Stylethic. Jenny, where can people find you? Jenny Zagrino on everything. Yes. Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, in July, I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina. All right. Uh, and still maintaining six feet of distance. Probably not. It's North Carolina. They, <laughs> they didn't do shit. <laughs> thanks for joining us on the podcast we'll talk to you later bye, bye. bye.